What's up, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Good Goat Podcast. This is episode 34. I'm Christian Brady in quarantine from Clemson, South Carolina, and that's Matt T.R. across town. Matt, what's going on? What's up? I'm wearing the Screaming Eagle hat, the orange shirt. You know, Christian loves it's flashing like a, colors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm wearing the Screaming Eagle hat. Caps wore their beautiful best jersey and mm-hmm. hockey reverse retros last night only to lose to Sidney Crosby and the Penguins in overtime because that's what we are best at so <laughs> yeah also Matt, Duncan sponsor us yeah Dunk. oh man imagine if Duncan sponsored us yeah we could hang out with TJ Oshie and pasta yeah yeah that uh, Super Bowl commercial was sick by the way yeah it was good it's such a fact too when the puck goes in the corner in bubble hockey if you haven't seen it go watch a commercial but the puck goes in the corner and TJ Oshie's just like talking and someone's like, shouldn't you be paying attention to the game? He's like, no, the puck's on the corner. We're not going to get it until we tilt the table, which is exactly what it is. When the puck goes in the corner and the guy just can't reach it. You literally have to lift the table off, yeah. the, like just shake it. <laughs> yeah. uh, pasta's in the corner. Like, uh-huh. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Also me and Christian have never lost in, Table hockey. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot we played it at uh, at the Pavilion. The coolest place in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, went out, I went outside today, Matt. Threw my trash out. Walked around for 10 minutes. Yeah, nice. Oh, so, good. update from last week. Uh, me and Christian, we go to Myrtle Beach. Uh, we're having a good time. Christian gets a call from Clemson home. Well, he got a call from Redfern at like 4 in the morning. And naturally, he didn't answer. And... Yeah. Uh, he gets a call didn't from Clemson home. Yeah, they didn't leave a message. And, and it wasn't says, right. It wasn't the red for a number. It wasn't a Clemson South Carolina number. It was like a Augusta Georgia number, because they hire contact tracers just to call from their phone. Um, but yeah, continue. Um, gets a call from Clemson home, like the the division of Clemson that's in charge of on campus living, and they're like, "Hey, your sweet mate tested positive." Uh, Not even. Like, hey, so uh, hey, so you you uh, you're in quarantine. Um, when do you want your meal delivered? I was like, huh? And they're like, uh, you talked to Redfern, right? And I was like, I did not. So they're like, okay, we'll just explain it to you. Your roommate tested positive. You are quarantining right now. And I was like, um, that's funny because I'm not there. Yeah, like literally, where he's like, <laughs> I am because we're on a golf course right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we had we got we got out of Dodge. Uh, you know, we wanted to be safe around my grandparents. They got the vaccine, but it's still- uh, we wanted to do all the safety protocols. So we came back a day early, and he started quarantine. So fingers crossed. He you get tested Friday, and if he's yeah, negative, then it's a weird situation because I haven't even seen the kid in probably a week, and. I mean, the only thing we do is share a bathroom. And also, I was gone for at least a day before he tested positive. So, hey, if I get it from using a toilet, um, then we're all going to get it eventually. Uh, but going outside today, Matt, to move back to that, it was uh, such a tease because it felt so good. But then you go inside and you're just hit with this wave of depression because it's like when you're not hungry. So you eat like a granola bar for breakfast and then you're immediately starving. Starving, yeah. Because I, ha- I haven't been outside since Saturday or Sunday. No, Saturday. Um, Saturday night when we moved everything into right. your... Right, and it, yeah. was, it was like cold and today is 70 degrees, so... So yeah. yesterday was gorgeous. I went golfing. I texted him last night. I'm like, it's 72 and sunny. It's the most perfect day. And I texted him and I said, somehow, like, sneak out of your quarantine to come golfing but um i would have to leave it i would yeah i didn't i would have to leave between 12 and 1 and come back in that time so we could do the part three man <laughs> yeah yeah uh, anyway we're not uh breakers of the law that's right so, that's right we are yes yeah. we're sheep it's what uh, <laughs> one half of the country would call us yeah that's right all right anyway <laughs> Breaking news of the day. Claude this Julian, is crazy. Claude Julian has been fired by the Montreal Canadiens, and so has his assistant coach, Kirk Muller. Uh, GM Mark Bergevin appointed Dominique Ducharme 
an assistant coach to finish a season. He said they will not be looking for another head coach until the end of the season. And if it works out, they won't at all. Uh, my initial thoughts are WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, they were first in the power rankings two weeks ago. I, I mean, wh- why? What? It makes no sense. So they've lost. I, I mean, I can't. They've lost five of Go six. Ahead. Um, but I don't think that's why he's fired. Last year they had two eight-game losing streaks, if you remember that, and they also had like two eleven-game winning streaks. So Claude has already proven that his team in Montreal is extremely streaky. Um, I but think they what we're looking at the five here, seed in the bubble. I know. So I know. Wh- I think what we're looking at, Matt, is they're looking at how short the season is. How this is a year to capitalize uh, because they started the season well, but. Uh, if you lose, if, if five of six losses turns into 11 of 14, then you're in a 56 game season, uh-huh, I guess, you're, I guess you're I in serious that. trouble. So they're really trying to get ahead of it, I guess. Uh, the other thing is this is maybe like a, um, God, what's a good example? Like a coup of sorts where Mark Bergevin has hired this Ducharme guy as an assistant coach with knowing that he's one day going to be the head coach. And they know what they have in him and they like it and they want to just get it going. Now, if they know he's going to be the head coach, they might as well get going with it. Another point to bring up is we've seen it. I mean, we brought it up so many times on this podcast, but it's, it really hasn't failed. Anytime a coach gets fired halfway through the season, the person that steps in usually does a really good job. I mean, we saw, uh, in 2011, didn't y'all, didn't you guys win the cup with a new coach or no? no so in, in 2017, 17, we I'm were, maybe it was 16, but we were like 10 points out of the playoff race. And we won like 18 of our last 21 games to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Craig Berube steps in halfway yeah. through and wins the cup. So mm-hmm. we've seen it. And he uh, took over for, uh, Ken Hitchcock, Hitchcock, one of the greatest coaches of all time. So it really doesn't matter who you're following. We've seen, it's just, yeah. Hey, new, a new voice in the room is almost always good. Yeah. At so, least in the short term. Um, that that's really, uh, my initial thoughts were why. And then yeah. after thinking about it, I, I still don't think he deserves to be fired, but this could spark a very talented Montreal team to do a deep, to go have a deep playoff run. So, yep. Even after their slump, they're still in the playoff picture. Um, they're in fourth place in the North, in the North division. As we speak, they're three points ahead of Calgary as well. That, that division as a whole is basically struggling right now. They Canada has not had very many COVID troubles, um, at least in the NHL. So they're all playing a lot of games. Vancouver's played 23 games. I, off the top of my head, that's definitely the league lead. And looking down, yeah, there's no teams that are even close other than uh, the rest of the North Division basically playing 20 games. Um, so they are still low on the totem pole as far as points go, and they have played the most games as a division. So that division as a whole is struggling. Other than Which is Edmonton. crazy because it's still the most exciting division to watch. Yeah, it is. Just, just because, because of all the talent. And right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, I think Montreal will be fine. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they should be able to make a run. Uh, Toronto's going to lose in the first round anyway, because that's what Toronto does. So Montreal, yep. as it stands right now, Montreal would be beating Toronto in the first round of the playoffs. So guaranteed second round for Montreal. Yeah, you, you want to be the fourth. Well, Edmonton's been bad in the playoffs too. I mean, Montreal's in a good spot. There are no teams in that division that are good in the playoffs. That's true. <laughs> I mean – what, who's the last Canadian team to win the cup? I don't know. Montreal won it in the 90s, didn't they? 93. That can't be, that can't be the last time. It might be. Vancouver uh, made it in 11 never, when you guys beat them, but they've never centers, won. The Senators and Canucks have never won a Stanley Cup. Okay, I know that. so that's two out of what, eight? I'm pretty sure that the Jets haven't either. At least this Jets franchise that came from Atlanta has not won. Toronto hasn't won since 67. All right. The first one. Edmonton hasn't won since what? 90. 
And Montreal won it. Last time they won it was 93. So who, who else is? I'm looking down here, Matt, and it's, it is before the 2000s. Montreal in 93. That's the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Did I say that? I'm, I'm, then, just, the, I'm just the best. Of course, in the, in the 90s, Edmonton won. I mean, there were. And then Calgary in 89. From, right? Yeah, from 85, from 84 to 90, it was all Canadian teams. It was yeah. Oilers, Oilers, Canadians, Oilers, Oilers, Flames, Oilers. Calgary, yeah. yeah. So I knew Edmonton had won it in 90. And then right. Pittsburgh, back-to-back, 91-92, Montreal, right. 93. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway. So it's been so, since 1993 that a Canadian team. And now we literally four are going to make the playoffs out of seven someone born in 93 has never seen a can their team if they're a fan of canadian if they're a montreal fan win the cup i mean that's a 27 year old has never a 27 year old from canada has never been happy about a stanley cup that's insane (laughs) i mean that's where the sport originated let's go (laughs) anyway yeah all right. Well, yeah, Claude Julien is it's a shock, but when you sort of look into it and I've been checking on Twitter and Canadian fans are at Habs fans are actually happy about this decision. Um, I don't know. That team is just so built for like his yeah. style of play. Like yeah. we've just seen them be so successful, not cup wise because they haven't had a goalie to rely on. Stingy but. and very fast, um, which I've never thought of Claude Julien teams as being fast, but I mean, at the Bruins, they were always physical and scored a lot of goals. Um, I mean, Nathan Horton doesn't strike me as a <laughs> speed skater, so. That's right. Neither does Sean Thornton <laughs> or Milan Lucic or go down the list. And they're, I mean, Daniel Pai is, like, known as one of the best skaters, like one of the fastest skaters in the league at that time. We were playing, Matt, we were playing uh, NHL with an all-time – Bruins team against the all-time Capitals teams, and Daniel Paye was on the team, and he was starting. Yeah, uh, and Bobby Orr wasn't. So Bobby like, Orr was not on the team. Ray Bork was. That was the only guy who wasn't. But like, no current players. Um, Ovechkin wasn't on the team, and he's obviously the best captain. Yeah, and uh, Oli Kolzig wasn't our goalie, <laughs> which is insane to me because him and Holpe have like all the goalie records. Yeah. So our goalie was Jerry Cheevers. Um, okay. Speaking anyway, of, speaking of goalies, Henrik Lundqvist back to practicing only six weeks after open heart surgery. Uh, he said on February 2nd, I think it was in a tweet that he got a great report from his surgeons at, at the four week mark and he went for a run and he's not a runner. Um, so evidently he's feeling very good. And there's a video going around the internet right now of him practicing. Obviously it's way you can't tell if he's playing well or not um, in just the video, but the good news is he's back on the ice. So I don't know if we'll see him in the, um, in the near future as a cap, but if he's back on the ice, I have to assume he's looking at a comeback. Uh, I don't know if he's a cap because the interesting thing is because of it's insane that the silver lining of all of this is we have found our franchise guy, Vitek Vanacek, and he wasn't, he was supposed to be in Hershey right now. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. After, I mean, after Hank went down, you signed Craig Anderson to taxi squad and right. Anderson started yesterday. Yeah. Ilya Samsonov, who was supposed to be our franchise guy and replace Holpe is we just recalled him to Hershey this morning. So again, cause he got, yeah. he got called back. Uh, yeah, he like got called ago. up. Yeah, and then he's back and down. And Craig Anderson started yesterday. He played pretty well. I mean, we lost in overtime, but he played pretty well. So we right. recalled Ilya Samsonov. Oh, Samsonov. So Vitek's our guy. I mean, Bobby yeah. Letts made that pretty clear. So what's he's, the he's whole crazy? Like fourteen days and twenty-two. Fourteen yeah. days and twenty-two days. Yeah. Um. He. We need to rest him. But <laughs> the I. I so that question, I think, is answered that I don't think he will be a cap because we, I mean, out of all of this, we found our guy who wasn't yeah. even supposed to play for us. Somehow, um, yeah. and Craig Anderson but, is basically playing the role that Hank was sort of yeah, hired for. Yes. Now, so, But, I mean, Lundquist, he's so good for the sport of hockey. Yeah. Um, I hope someone takes a chance on it. Me so. too. And I think someone will. Um, 
if he's back, I have a hard time believing that he won't have a place to play. Okay. I mean, hopefully next season we're doing Uh, 82 games. And and he could get in for I believe if the doctors say he's good, he's got 25 in it. So I'm with you. All right. Elliot Friedman says that the Sabres could be open to dealing Jack Eichel. Uh, Eichel was upset after the last season, but then they signed Taylor Hall for one year and everyone thought the problems had gone away. Uh, Surprise, the Sabres still stink. So Jack Eichel, Eichel, I'm sure, wants out of there. I want him to get out of there. I don't care if he goes to the the Leafs, who I hate the most, who are becoming the Golden State Warriors of the NHL. I don't care if he goes there because he's a Massachusetts kid, he's a USA hockey player, and he's being wasted in the frozen tundra because nobody, I mean, they can't get anybody to play for that team who's any good. Yeah, Eichel was drafted the same year as McDavid, if I'm correct. And they, like, usually the number one pick is head and shoulders above everyone else. That's usually how it goes. But they were they were talking about Eichel as if he was, it was him and it was McDavid, then him, then everyone else in that draft. And we've seen glimpses of him be like potentially being a hard trophy winner, but he's in Buffalo. Like he's not going to win it there. Um, Yeah, no. And I've said this, this entire season and I've said it, you know, I say it every day to you and you get annoyed by me. Taylor Hall is going to Seattle. So it makes sense that Jack Eichel wants out and that Buffalo could say, I mean, they could get an entire franchise for him if they deal him correctly. Yeah, they definitely could. Uh, Right now they're looking at 14 points in 16 games. They're six, eight, and two. God. Did I not think for one second that they would be dead last in the league or dead last in the division, like after 20 games? I did not, especially with Taylor Hall. I mean, it's easy to say that when you have your season derailed by COVID, it can ruin your momentum. But we saw Dallas come out of the gates red hot after having their season delayed. Florida. Florida right out of the bat. Carolina out the gate. And New Jersey now has just beat – they beat Boston and Washington in like three days right out of their uh, quarantine period. So it's really not the case. Teams who are getting – derailed from COVID are actually playing well on the back end. And obviously it'll affect them adversely when they have to play 30 games in the last 40 nights of the season. But uh, I think it's it's, it's not the case. It's a weird dynamic where if you have to take days off because of someone testing positive in your organization, I texted you that it may be some well-needed rest and that's a horrible way to put it because you don't want a team to have to deal with COVID but the silver if you're looking at it glass half full I mean teams are playing seven games in nine days and someone tests positive you get a week to to recoup so and and we've seen it that you just named all these teams that went on like six game win streaks out of their COVID breaks so um yeah, Buffalo, uh, they have all the talent in the world. I mean, Hall with Eichel should be putting up – that line should be putting up three goals a game. Yeah. But – and they're also paying Jeff Skinner like $6 million a year to be a fourth line. So Which doesn't make sense. He was the first piece in all that. Yeah. They I mean, they got him from Carolina to be a first line. Yeah. I'm and he's a bum. So, he anyway. Is, he is a bum. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and Eichel's going to be a – a very valuable part to the U S going for gold next, next February. So uh, I love Jack Eichel. I, I want to see him win a heart because he has the talent to do it. He ain't going to do it in Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm happy you brought that up because Monday was the 41st anniversary of you act like 19- I don't read the script, the 1980 miracle on ice gold medal. Um, well, not the gold medal. It was, the basically the semifinal game. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but it was kind of a big deal, I guess. Uh, yeah, in the world of hockey, I think it was like it was. People have mentioned it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Al Jim Michaels Craig was on tweeted, that call. Oh, did he? Yeah, he tweeted uh, like a video of him making a couple saves, and he was like, 
I can still hear the USA chants in my sleep at some like some nights. That's awesome. And I'm like, that's epic. That's awesome. Um, yes, Al Michaels called that game 41 years ago, and he's doing Sunday night football, and that's the best crew. Well, yeah. it's Collinsworth and Al Michaels and Jim Nance and Romo, and they're tied for me. But I agree. He's, yeah, and he, dude, Buck, he's the goat. Him and Jim and, Nance. Uh, Buck and what's his name are. Hey, whoa, like whoa! Him. You're not gonna disrespect three-time like Super Bowl champ Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman. I like them as people. Um, they are not good at their jobs. Well, that's because they're drinking whiskey on the job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're great guys, and I think Joe Buck is the best baseball announcer in, in the world. Uh, and I liked him when he did golf when Fox had the U.S. Open. That was awesome. Um, um, well, day. since you brought up golf, prayers to Tiger Woods because oh my gosh, yeah. got into a horrific car accident yesterday, and the doctors are trying to, I guess, from what I heard on Get Up this morning, ESPN shout out Greeny, um, that the he might have daily surgeries for the next couple of weeks to try to like save his legs. Like the surgeon that worked on him yesterday said, it's like an Alex Smith type situation yeah. where luckily, infection could literally take his legs uh-huh. luckily he's okay he's gonna live but he shattered it was only one leg that actually had to be surgically repaired the other one has injuries but they didn't have to open him up for it but i know that in his right leg he shattered his ankle and broke his tibia um so they had to put pins and rods in and they had to open up the tissue because yeah to reduce swell so bad that it would have like damaged a nurse. So they're going to have to keep going in and re-sewing up the, I mean, that's how I understand it, but God, what a scary situation. You hope so, and pray that drugs are not involved because he's had his, his issues with painkillers coming off of back surgeries, which is what he was well, doing. Now, for, so from what I saw from the, the police, whoever the police yeah. chief or whatever that was talking, he said, we investigated for alcohol, odor of alcohol, narcotics, uh, drugs and they didn't suspect no any of the, yeah, yeah, no yeah. So, um, but the n- number one is he's going to be there for his kids, uh, because mm. Charlie Woods is the next tiger. I mean, he's already got this m- excitement about him, yep, at what 12 years old, yep, he's uh, the 2034 Masters champion, Tiger. Woods. Yeah, so number one, he's going to be there for him, which is the biggest blessing exactly, out of yes. all of this. Um, and his daughter, and two, uh, Sam, his daughter, Sam as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah of course. Um, and two, if he makes a comeback, he's the greatest athlete ever. And I know we talked about Gretzky, but this man has already had so many comebacks until win the 19 masters after everyone said he was done. And he won the 08 us open on one leg already. I mean, I don't want to talk about it because I mean, he's kind of fighting for his life at the moment, but could you, just hypothetically, could you imagine if he comes back and wins yeah. another major? He's I can't, I can't he, imagine it, but that'd be ridiculous. Anyway, hockey podcast, but you you mentioned golf, so I just wanted to right. talk about time because he's top five greatest athlete ever. So dude, we're we're four for four on segues now because we were just talking about golf and now we're gonna talk about an ice rink built on a golf course. Done. Lake Tahoe. Uh the headline is breaking news. The sun is hot. Lake Tahoe is successful despite the ice literally melting during the game. So they tried to play the game at 12 PM local time um, in what is it? Utah, Nevada. Nevada. I know the lake is on. Yeah. The Nevada, California border, but uh, yeah. So they started at 12 PM. It was technically 28 degrees, but the sun is attracted by white surfaces. Um, and the ice was legitimately melting. So they played the first period, finished it um, around 1 p.m. local time, and they didn't start the game again until 9 p.m. that night. Uh, oh, so that – Yeah, 9 p.m. local time. Local, so yes. it was midnight so here. 3 and coast. 12 here, yeah. So what's crazy is we watched the first period of Myrtle. He got the call. We left five-hour drive from Myrtle. Went to Walmart to get him ready for quarantine, got home, and we still had an hour until the second period. <laughs> um, yeah, the so game weird. was sick, dude. It was the game sick. was sick. Um, the final 
three to two, uh, Colorado held on. They were, I think they were up three nothing, at least three one. Um, but it was a fun game to watch. And the Bruins Flyers game was even better. Um, so not yeah. the not the game itself, but, right. the, but the way it was played and the the views. I mean, so that good game was starting at four thirty local time. Um, and it started with the sun out. The second period happened with the sun setting, which was some of the most unbelievable views ever. Definitely the coolest hockey game ever played. And then the third period was played under the lights. Um, NBC has said that the Bruins Flyers game at Lake Tahoe was the most watched regular season NHL game ever. And the first one over a million viewers that had 1.1 million viewers. Uh, and I believe it because that was so fun to watch, especially because my team was winning, but Either way, it was some of the coolest views ever. That's insane because that includes all the winter classics. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I said 8 nothing Flyers, and it almost turned into 8 nothing Bruins. So. <laughs> yeah. um, I, said, I said 5-2 Bruins, and that was the score of the second period. So. <laughs> um, it was so fun to watch. It was such a cool game. Yeah, the uh, Christian loved the clashing colors. Yeah. Um, now it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be, to be honest with you. But those Vegas jerseys, let, let's talk about jerseys for a second. Yeah, let's all do the it. jerseys were sick, top notch. But the jersey of the Lake Tahoe games was the classic Nordique jerseys. Mm. My, might be, and I say this a lot, but it might be top five jersey of all time. Like I, I can't sit here and name you the top five, but I know number one is the Aztec uh throwback Kachina. arizona jerseys mm. yeah um but the nord the cl- that classic nordique with the colorado colors yeah that's got to be up there for top five yeah so. that was awesome uh the vegas ones which are they look so cool on paper they didn't look great during the game but obviously it's being played outside so we'll have to wait and see it might have been the sunlight yeah. yeah we might have to wait and see i mean either way they were really cool they just weren't as cool as we thought they'd be um, the Flyers ones are okay. I honestly don't like them that much, but the gold Bruins jerseys look awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All the jerseys are cool, but I wanted to give the Nordiques. The Nord- they deserve the, the shadow. major yeah. shadow. Yeah. For sure. Um, I don't have a segue here for this one. Uh, Speaking of games. Game of the week. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Uh, game of the week. And I said this before we ever started recording when I was writing this on the script, the fact that this is game of the, I never thought ever that this would be a game of the week uh, or that these two teams would be first and second in the division, Mm -hmm. but Carolina at Florida, we got, they play Saturday and they play Monday. Um, Florida first in the division with 26 points, 17 games played Carolina second in the division, 25 points with 17 games played the Blackhawks are third because they played 20 games. Mm -hmm. And the Lightning are fourth because they've only played 16 and they're at 23 points. So the Lightning could tie Carolina for second because they have a game in hand. But Florida, 12-3 and 2, I mean, wow. They are playing so well right now. According to points percentage, they're the best team in the league at 765. Yeah. Um, And we're going to talk about the top 10 in a second because we always end the show. Mm with the top 10 or the power rankings, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm probably going to watch this game. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a great game. Um, And you said it, I mean, it's probably like 70 degrees in Raleigh today and like 82 degrees in Florida in Miami. And these are the two, I mean, two of the best teams on on planet earth. So, yeah. If you said that the, the game of the week is two teams South of the Mason Dixon, uh, no one would believe you, but it is. So you would say you're on the good goal podcast. <laughs> yeah. So they play on Saturday and Monday, obviously the back-to-back games make these super interesting. I like this sort of, um, that are all of our games of the weeks so are, uh, tandems. Yeah. Cause it, you know, they could split whatever. It just makes it more interesting. All right. Let's get into the power rankings. If that's all you got on that, Matt. Yeah. I just got. Uh, I guess we'll make our picks. Uh, I'm not going to do score, but I, I say oh, yeah. they split. I say I'm not going to – I don't really – All right, I I'm think not going to guess what day. I think the Panthers win both. Okay. 
Okay. All right. All right. Let's get into the power rankings from NBC Sports Pro Hockey Talk. I wanted to name the guy this time because we call him out a lot, so we at least got to give him credit. Adam Gretz, uh, you stick at your job. Number one, Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> the headline is Austin Matthews really might score 50 goals in 50 games. He's got 18 and 20 right now. Um, he's playing great, and the defenses and goalies trying to stop him every night are all near the bottom of the league. We already talked about that, Matt. Um, they're um, running away with the division. It's not even close. So 50 goals in 50 games. That was Gordy Howe, right, that set that mark? I think so. Uh, or it might have been Rocket Richard. Um, Somebody did it in like 38 games. Yeah, that was Gretzky. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. Um, so 50 goals in 50 games is like the – you are – the best scorer in the league, like yeah. no doubt. Last but for Gretzky to do 50 and 38, probably right. with 60 assists in that time too. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> Last year, Pasta had 25 and 23, I believe. So we'll see if, if Austin can match that. Um, and Ovi must have been close to that as well because they were keeping pace with each other the whole year. Yeah. Okay. Number um, two, I, I – Carolina, they're good. Just to preview, Boston is at six. Keep that in mind as I read the rest of these names. It's the first time that I've actually been mad that the Bruins are low because I really try not to be biased, but I think this is objectively wrong. I, I, I don't really understand. Okay, number two is Carolina. We have to remember that these come out on Monday, so, but. Yeah, we haven't played since then, though. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, sometimes we'll read, like, two weeks ago, Montreal was number one, and they lost eight to one. And we're like, why? Why is Montreal? Yeah, that is true. Yeah, it is important to keep that. They do come out on Monday. All right, the Carolina description is you have to love the young talent and the way this team plays. You know, Nita Ryder and Vincent Trocek are having huge years. Um, Yeah, Trocek is a huge, huge addition to this team. I mean, it's true. They're playing great. They're playing great. Number three, Colorado. Their only losses over the past eight games were in overtime and one nothing to Vegas, where they probably were the better team. I didn't watch that game. I do know they played them again after the bubble. I mean, after the uh, the outdoor game. But Well, they they just straight up outplayed Vegas in the outdoor yeah. game. The first period was slop. I'm not even counting the first period. Um, like, if you discount the first period, it was 2-2 uh, for the second and third. But, yeah, they just – to me, they outplayed Vegas. Okay, yeah, and speaking of Vegas, they're the next team, number four. Vegas and Colorado are emerging as the best teams in the West with very little separating them. Agreed, those two teams are going to be head and shoulders above the rest for the rest of the year. The Pacific is not particularly strong. Well, it's not the Pacific, it's the West this year, but it's basically It's the, the Honda Pacific. West division. Get it right. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me, you're right. Um, yeah, so those teams will definitely dominate that division. Um, uh, well, and, whoa, whoa. All right. The Let's Blues. Yeah. Um, now, I do want to point out that Vegas is winning the division with three games in hand over St. Louis, and yeah. they have one. Yeah. They have one point, but Avalanche are three points behind St. Louis with four games in hand. So St. Louis is uh, obviously they're at the top of the division. But they have the most games played in the entire division. Well, that and the Ducks, who are dead last, and they have the most games. How about the anyway. Kings, too, in fourth in that division right now? Anze Kopitar is a heart candidate again. It's 2012. It is what 2012. Happened? What happened? Yeah. All right. Anyways, Tampa Bay, a little slump this week, uh, but they're at number five. Just a blip on the radar, they said. Tampa Bay, I don't think there's any way they um, don't win that division. I don't know. Florida and Carolina are playing really well, but I I just, I have I'm inclined to agree with you because Tampa, they could lose six straight and still be the Vegas favorite to win the division because after they lose six straight, they'll win 12. So I, yeah, they're one of these at one of these points. I mean, they're, they're known for this in the past three years. They're just going to win 10 games in a row. Yeah. It's just going to happen. Ease. I mean, I think with ease, I think two, I think two years ago, they had like a, a, a 19 game point streak. And they're going to do something like that again this year. It's just a matter of time. Um, number we, six there's is no, There's no narrative of they're going to blow in the playoffs because last year was <laughs> yeah, right. utter domination by them. Yeah, exactly. That is true. That's true. All right. 
Boston is number six. The question of store, scoring depth beyond the top line is starting to surface again. Okay, here we go. Number six is, first of all, an unbelievably low number to have Boston at. I, I mean, I think they're the best team in the league. Um, I do watch them every night, so let me preface it by saying that. But They're not the best really, team in the league. You but okay. can't really talk about scoring depth if you have the third best differential in the league. Um, yeah, sure, Pasternak has scored nine goals in nine games. Just because he scores a hat trick doesn't mean that the first line is scoring too much. Um, look, I get it. Scoring depth is always the issue. And there's no way they fixed it just by getting Craig Smith and Nick Ritchie. But at the same time, number six, come on. I don't think they should be number six, but you saying they're the best team in the league is not is just not true. Toronto's uh, better than them. Yeah. That's Toronto. And every one of these teams deserves to be in the top five. So it's hard to say, but to have them at six just seems crazy. And even the Panthers. Toronto's up here and then they have Carolina at second. They're, they're like, they're not, it's not close. Toronto's beat right now. This Toronto team's beating anyone in seven game series. I, that's a and fact. We're not going to, uh, they lose in the playoffs. If, if there's no, like I said right now. If, okay. Yeah. If they played for seven games that counted as much as regular season games and there was no pressure, they'd win. They'd probably win. But, seven. Okay. But we said that with Tampa and then, they completely flipped the narrative on its head when they just dominated everyone. It's, it's, I hate saying, like, I'm going to throw up. My bathroom's right here. It's only a matter of time before this Toronto team shock, quotation, shocks everyone and wins the cup because there's a, in a seven game series, we, and we saw it last year, we saw it when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. That depth and that talent deep into a, a playoff series, it's just going to take over. It's just gonna it, has, it has to. It has to. But the interesting thing is we're not going to find out. I mean, Toronto, Carolina, Colorado, um, Tampa, and Boston are all in different divisions. That's all four divisions that are represented there. Um, so and I get it. We're I not going to be able the to North compare division. these teams until the, West, until the conference finals, which is unbelievable. But that's no, just, that's true. I get it. The North division isn't. So weird isn't top tier, but rivalries have a tendency to, to be super unpredictable, but Toronto is yeah. making this division predictable. Toronto's just going to win. They're going to so, win. Yeah. There's no way they um, don't. They're the best team in the league, but I, and I hate to, to just take rip no. away the, the, you're right. The you're right. They're the you're best team in Boston. The Boston and should I be got, six. That's a fact, but. I got quarantine. No one's taking the one spot from Toronto. I got quarantine brain. I'm on edge. I like. You're good. You're good. Um, Austin shouldn't be six. We can agree on that. Yeah. I just, I watch them every night. So that's why, but they just look so good. I watch the Caps every night and we should be 31st. So (laughs) yeah, the Caps, they're slumping a little bit. They'll figure it out though. Okay. Let's move on to number seven. Another team that's far too low and. I feel like I've been saying that about every team, so it's really not fair. It's so um, weird that we're like, this team should be in the top five. And then <laughs> if we look at the top five, we're like, okay, well, we can't move anyone out. Yeah. Uh, Florida Panthers are number seven. And uh, what's the guy's name again? Adam Gretz even says here, I admit I'm probably still underrating this team. Impressive week for sure and a great start. But I want to see this start to go a little further before I fully jump on board. Yeah, can I, I mean, we've been saying that since they started the season five and zero, but eventually can I use a, to stop saying that. Can I use an analogy from another sport because we do that all the time on this hockey yes. podcast? Yes. You know how in college football, when the season starts, they go from last season. So like, yeah. the year that Ohio State won the national championship in fourteen, they were beating Northwestern in overtime. They they were they weren't even top ten like according the to the eye year? test, yeah. but they were number one because they won the national championship and they were undefeated. Give Scrap that. Last year doesn't matter. So, I get, look, we talk about Tampa being a top five team just because of their talent and all that, but if they've lost four in a row, which they haven't, but I'm saying if they've lost four in a row, they shouldn't be in the top five. Like, it's not last yeah. year. If we're talking about who would win in a playoff matchup, that's different. 
but we're talking about this week power rankings. Florida should be in the top five because they're number one in the division with Tampa, with Carolina. So anyway, rant over. But the narrative, uh, like when we did the power rankings the first time, the guy was like, I need these teams to prove this. I need these teams to – whoever's playing the best the week prior gets – in the top five, that's right. Just how and this, it should is, be. this is way lower stakes than a college football playoff thing. Like he could literally say whatever he wants in this, and it doesn't matter. So yeah. why not just give the teams that you think are the best? And he's getting it wrong. There's and then, no stakes. I know. <laughs> yeah, there's no stakes, and he's still making decisions that are <laughs> that are like based on pressure. It's like, anyway, uh, I don't Florida want to give too much credit. Florida should be in the top five. Yeah. Okay, Philly. This is a team that should not be on this list. I might be overrating them a bit, says Adam Gretz, but I think when this team is healthy, they can be pretty good, he says. None of these teams are pretty good. All of these teams are very good, except for Philly. Um, when the, the, except for Philly. When the, when the year started, they were winning like two, and, two to one, three to one. Um, and people were saying, including Gretz, to his credit, uh, this is not sustainable. They're, they can't keep winning games like this. And you and I took the position that um, the fact that they're not really putting it all together, they're not fully healthy, and they're still finding ways to win games, that should be a testament to how well they're going to play as the season goes on. But since then, they just continue to tread water. Um, part of this is because Boston just beat them 7-3. to three, But I don't know, man. I don't think Philly's that good. So this guy, like, and I hate to just, like, crap on him because he, he makes money doing this for a living and we talk no. to 12 people a week yeah. but his lot the logic is flawed here but i like using these power rankings because it's definitely something to talk about and we get to throw in our two cents yeah but right. my two cents is worth more than his and i'll tell you what <laughs> he puts the bruins at six who lead the east the mass mutual east division yeah he puts the Flyers at eight. They're, they're five points. They're fifth. In the, they're not making the playoffs if the season ended today. Yeah. How are they right. two spots behind the team leading that division? That makes no sense to me. None. Washington is nowhere to be found on this list, and they're in second. And they're granted, second. Granted, they've been slumping, but the points stand. Us slumping is still the second best team in that division. They literally said it about, about Tampa Bay. They were like, yeah, they're slumping, but they're still good. Yeah, Tampa's fourth in the division, but uh-huh. we're going to put them at five. And the Caps are second in the division, and they're slumping. Screw them. We're going to yeah, put Philly yeah. in, who doesn't make the playoffs if the season ended today. It makes no sense. No, sense. Philly should not be in the top ten. Agreed. Car- I love Carter Hart. He's awesome. Carter Hart? So what? Yeah. No. I love Kevin They Hayes. suck. Uh, by the way, did you see the mic'd up videos of Kevin Hayes before the games? He was like, "Yes, naked, baked, yeah, <laughs> philosopher." Like, how, come how come it's naked N A K E D, but it's not baked B A K E D? It's a good question. And then yeah, later we talked in the game, about this on. No, go ahead. Later in the game, I don't know what the context of this is, but the ref was asking. He was like, "Yo, was it one of you guys?" And Kevin was like, "No, it wasn't one of us." And he was like, "So who was it then?" He's like, "I'm not a snitch. I'm not going to tell you." <laughs> We need Kevin Hayes mic'd up on every single game. I didn't know he's now an assistant captain, too, because he seems like he's just an absolute goofball. I don't know why anyone would take that guy seriously. I think it's like him. it's like PK, where he has this aura about him that's yeah, like, he's, he's never serious. So it's always joking. But when it comes down to it, he's going to show up right. and, and just yeah. be huge. So I, good for I like Kevin Hayes. He's Me so too. fun. He's awesome. Uh, yeah, last night we were on PlayStation talking about it. It was like naked or baked. And then we were like, but what if it were baked and naked? Like, which one yeah. would you like switched? And I'm like, huh. I don't like either. It's horrible. You- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stop saying both those words. Yeah. All right. The St. Louis Blues are at number nine. And the title is, we need to talk more about David Perron. Probably true. What a player he has been in St. Louis, says Adam Gretz. St. Louis is good again. Uh, they played a lot of games, so it might be a little bit inflated um, their point point totals. But look, and he, here's the thing. Playoffs. Here's the thing. You remember how we were saying, if you play good last week, you get put in the power rankings this week. They're four, five, and one in their last ten, and they've lost two in a row. Why are they in the top ten? Yeah, I'm fully here for 
total fluctuation. You can have a different top 10 every week if you want. Just make it a little bit interesting. I mean, next week we're doing our own top 10. And, and we can compare to this guy if we want. But yeah. the, the fact of the matter is, every week it's with this guy that they, they've proven to me that they should be here. Okay, well, they're 0-10 in their last 10. Just because they have a good team doesn't mean they don't suck. Like I like this narrative, yeah. If they've been bad in the last week, they don't deserve to be here. So that brings up a good point because Edmonton has won 9 of 11 games. So in the last 11 games, they're the best team in the league. I'm fully okay if he puts them at number one or number two because t- Toronto is that good. But you know what I mean? We should just start doing who's the best team of last week. And we can yeah. talk about that. The Oilers have won five in a row. Yeah. Connor McDavid is playing the sport at a different level than everyone else. That's what, that's what Adam Gritz said. Which Couldn't is agree true. More. That's, the first, that's the first correct thing he said. In this Why did you say that and then put him at 10? I mean, yeah. <laughs> what? And they're in second in their division, right? Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is they won nine out of 11, and they're still four points behind Toronto. Yeah, and Toronto has start. a game in hand. How's Dreisaitl doing stats-wise? That's something I'd like to know. I think wasn't it was him and McDavid were just one and two, and everybody else yeah. was. They were the low. First, they were the first two to twenty points. I know that. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I am. Okay. Oh, um, he's got he's got thirty three points. Um, that's not bad. McDavid, where's McDavid? They're still one and two. McDavid's number one with thirty eight points, and Drysaddle is number two with thirty three. Okay, thirty eight points. In 21 games. I mean. <laughs> That's so stupid. What? He's about, to, he's about to get 100 points this year. The way Matthews could legitimately score 50 goals in 56 games, Connor McDavid could have over 100 points in 56 games. you imagine? Usually there's only three guys that are over 100 points for an entire 80-game season, 82 games. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say McDavid could be over 100 points. Could you imagine? I could imagine. I can Because yeah. him, right now, him and Dreisaitl are the only two that I could imagine doing. Yeah. And, we, and, of course, we talk about McDavid weekly, and you guys can complain, whatever. Nobody complains because yeah, nobody's we're, ever on complained. <laughs> we're all on the same page. But I'm just saying, like, if you were to ever complain, just look at the stats and go, oh, I get it. He's – He's a man amongst boys at this yep. moment. Yeah. Anyway. The game, uh, the game is a different speed when the puck's on his stick. And the same goes for McKinnon. He scored a goal um, outside. And I forget who the defenseman was. But when, he, when McDavid got the puck, I mean, when McKinnon got the puck in the defensive zone, he goes, uh-oh. And then he gets burned to the outside and, and uh, Nate McKinnon scores. It's the same thing. When they get the puck, you know what's going to happen. They're going to score. Dude, could you imagine – and, I mean, we, we don't have to imagine this because Canada only plays Canada this year. But three-on-three three with Edmonton, and it's Dreisaitl and McDavid together, two out of the three on the and who ice. who else? Darnell Nurse? Who else yeah, probably. That? That's yeah. so weird. Um, and you're like, this – if they win the faceoff, it's over. There's just there's no chance because even if you have a two on zero, <laughs> McDavid's gonna catch up yeah. to you. Uh-huh. Like, there's no chance. And I wanted, I yeah, you lose. You lose. I'd like to see their overtime record. Well, they haven't lost an OT. I can tell you that. So it's something to know. It could be zero and I doubt it. That's true. There you go. Then they're undefeated. Yeah, an OT, which is my exact point. Yeah. Yeah, you, if you don't have possession against them, you lose. That's so great. But imagine, like, it's Matthews and Marner and a, and a defenseman against Dreisaitl and McDavid and a defenseman. Oh, well, um, Toronto has Tyson Berry, right? That's a blast from the past, maybe. Do they still have – Because he's definitely not on uh, – or he's definitely not on Colorado anymore. Yeah. Tyson Barry. He, no, he plays for the Oilers now. Oh. So it's probably oh, Tyson Barry, McDavid. Yeah, and, yeah oh some my offensive defenseman. Tyson Barry was so good in Colorado. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tyson Barry, 
McDavid and Dreisaitl, get out of here. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably – it's probably Madison Riley. It's probably the, the third for Toronto. Morgan Riley. Who's Madison Riley? I don't know. I don't know why I said that. I think I, I might have went to high school with a Madison <laughs> Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I knew it was a girl's name. That's all yeah, I knew. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Uh, quick fantasy All right, talk. we got anything else? Yeah, quick fantasy oh, yeah, talk. Radius are one, two, and three, and the, the TRs are four, five, and six. <laughs> I haven't set my lineup in three weeks. I know. That's so. what I was telling my dad last night. He's like, how come he doesn't play his players? I was like, uh, I think if you ask him right now, he would forget that that fantasy league exists. Well, so it's kind of a flawed system because if I finish dead last, I still – get on the podcast <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> yeah uh, i have no motivation to win this thing i think the secret to my team matt and if anyone else is playing fantasy i would invest in guys like this i have a ton of players who are listed at multiple positions which is hugely important like uh what's his name jt miller plays all three offensive positions so i can start him at center left wing or right wing yeah huge because you get these nights where you have nobody to play, and then you get these nights where everybody's playing, and you got to decide where to put guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can play basically whoever you want if you do that. My like, favorite's uh, when you have Patrick one guy Kane, playing. Yeah, I know. It's the worst. Or zero, which happens. Um, and a goalie is basically like a defense in um, fantasy football. And, yeah. Where if you're winning and those are, the, those are the last players playing, don't play your goalie. It's such a liability. You could so easily get negative points. Yeah. If a goalie gives up four goals on 28 shots, he has like negative six points. Yeah, it's better to get zero than negative. So, yeah, I agree with you. Just start no one. Uh, Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And I know my goalies aren't even good. I I have Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, I have Carey Price and Holpe. And what's crazy is, and we could, here we go. Here we go. Go ahead. (laughs) We have this whole goalie dilemma. Right, and we can't afford Holpe, but we signed Justin Schultz for more money. Holpe is not even the starter in Vancouver; it's Demko. Yeah, so the fact BC. that they, yeah, the fact that they signed Holpe, they essentially poached him from us for what we thought was going to be nine million dollars, and it's four point two, and they don't even start him. I mean, he's essentially a one B. Is a joke to me and vancouver's bad <laughs> they're bad at hockey um i didn't give your brothers enough credit because they're tied with Danny for third place um and you are in last place i'm dead last i yeah, told you're you one in five and danny zach and nick are all three three and oh my dad and i are four and two okay so vancouver has 18 points in 23 games yeah they're bad they're so bad dude yeah they're terrible yeah, my goalies are Carter Hart, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Robin Lanner. And Blackwood and Lanner are not good. I mean, they're good, well, but they're not good fantasy scorers. Lanner's so good at hockey. And he's not even playing. Well, 90 year old Marc Andre Fleury yeah. is just absolutely whooping him for the starting job. We talked about this in Myrtle, Matt. One of those guys is going to be the starting goalie for um, Seattle. Seattle Kraken. Has to be. It's- and if it's Fleury again. <laughs> It's not even because they have to decide which one of those guys will protect. They're both under contract next year, and you can only protect one goalie. So one of them what, will be on the Kraken. This flurry that has a 9-4 save percentage is taking Seattle in the playoffs. Hey, uh, yeah, that's true. But also, Vancouver, Holpe, and Demko are probably both under contract. I know this is Demko's second year, so he should be in this entry deal under contract again next year. Holpe signed a two-year deal. So. Right. Um what else? I guess Jake Allen. No, nah, he's not really. I'm thinking of the best backups in the league. You're not going to take um, 42-year-old Yara Halak. There's no way. Dude, it's – it's, and I always thought it was going to be Hopi, but he yeah. sucks this year. So, so it still could be him, though. What if they protect Demko because he's their future? The best thing Hopi should have done is stayed with us it. for one year, signed for $10 million in Seattle because yeah. now 
He no way he gets even close to ten million. They're gonna have he money. Sucks. To, they're gonna have money to throw him at, and they're just gonna throw it at Taylor Hall, and it's gonna make me so mad because he's gonna score like eighteen goals. Taylor Hall is not good this year, and no, it's it, not. It definitely has to do with the fact and that Buffalo was, sucks. He was great on the second line of Arizona last year. Like he had, sort he of was there. Also, he won the Hart Trophy with yeah. a very underwhelming New and, Jersey. I mean, no one was in New Jersey when he won it. And not yeah. that long ago. So the argument that he can't be good on a bad team makes no sense because he mm-hmm. won the heart on a bad team. Right. Um, I don't know what's going on. But, again, we, we had this conversation. If you win the heart once, you're automatically top 100 player that's ever played the game. Yeah, which is so crazy, but it's definitely um, so the case. what is happening to him? Yeah. I mean, the league has existed for 100 years now, right? Since the original six was in their 20s. Um, and so many guys have won it more than once. Well, Gretzky won it nine times. So there's, there's a decade right Lemieux there. Lemieux won it twice, like, within there. Um, I mean, that's a bad example because plenty of guys have won it more than Ovi's won it three times. Yep. Uh, what, Bobby Orr won it three times or no? Uh, probably. Uh, Lemieux definitely won it three times. Sid won it has three times. Two, Sid's had, Sid has two. Yeah, I mean, that's that's almost 25 years right there. Yeah, so you're uh, like a, a quarter. Top, you're a top 80 player if you win the Hart Trophy, which is so weird. But yeah, well, you we we're gonna have two top 50 players all time on the same freaking team right now because yeah. Dry Saddle might win it again. Yeah, he might. Anyway, that might be like a maybe that's why McDavid is so good. He's like, you know what? This year you could still be good, but there's no way I'm letting McDavid's a bum without McDavid. Let's, well, let's get that out of the way. I don't think anybody would argue this, Matt. McDavid was so obviously the best player on the team last year, including Drysidle, who was he is every player. year. It's not even close. It's not even close. Well, well, so that's my whole point of why Gretzky will never be caught because. <laughs> He won eight in a row. At year six, are you like, can we just give it to someone else, please? And everyone's like, no, you literally can't. You literally can't because he has 60 points better than the second, the guy in second. They're like, he's the only guy who can lift the puck. You have to give it to him. <laughs> it's like a 14-year-old <laughs> yeah, playing. It's like a 14-year-old <laughs> playing against girls. I mean, well, he was 12 playing in a 16 league and he had like 300 goals. So he was what, 15 in the world juniors? And he was going yeah, to quit hockey to play. He was baseball. world. He was. <laughs> player of junior player of the world at 15 yeah, and he was, he was like i'm done with hockey i want to play baseball he's like, 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 like look you got an invite to the world juniors at 15 just go and he named captain scored like 40 points in the tournament and he's like you know what i think i might stick with this yeah he's like oh, i guess i'm pretty good it's like <laughs> the, you know, it's like in the blind side <laughs> when they're like they ask michael like hey do you even like playing football he's like i'm pretty good at it that's that's what Wayne Gretzky said. He's like, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like, well, what really happened is those uh, broadcasts were, were on TSN, and it was the first time he ever got any national attention. And Wayne Gretzky's like, oh my god, like, how do I walk away from this? I'm about to be the most popular person in the entire country of Canada. Yeah, but some people don't want. I mean, Gretzky's kind of a private guy, you know. Yeah. And we've seen that now. Like, anytime he shows up to a game, like you don't really hear about it. Like they're like, Oh, and there's Wayne Gretzky. It's, it's not like if MJ, if MJ showed up to a game, it would be huge, Mm -hmm. but like he never gets on the mic either at talk. And when he does, he says some super interesting stuff. Like he does. It's the same with Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods. He does not want to lose his records. Cause when you, when they ask him about his records, he's like, uh, you know, no, no one's going to catch me. Ovi might catch me, but no one's going to catch me. And then, well, he, yeah, he even said, like, it's like, that's funny because, uh, you know, I had way more assists than I had goals. So people are always like, he wasn't that good a goal scorer, but I was. I had the most goals ever. And you're like, whoa, Wayne, you got a little bit of an ego on you, huh? But you're also like, you're allowed to have an ego because no yeah. one in the game of hockey can ever wear <laughs> your number again. So he's like, yeah, it's funny. People think I, wore, I wasn't a goal scorer, but I have 894 goals. <laughs> Well, to even say that, I mean, he has said multiple times, there's only one person for the rest of history that will ever have a chance to catch his record. Yeah. And that guy plays on my team, which is awesome. 
I mean, I was trying to explain to my like Capitals group chat the other day, the amount of history we are watching, like with our team, like there's never going to be another OV ever. And he is playing on our team. That's just awesome. Sick. I mean, it's kind of like angels fans. Like, please, please hang on to the idea that you get to watch Mike Trout. Yeah. Because he's not going to be, Mike Trout's not going to be there for, I mean, he's going to be there in the next like 14 years, but Want to hear something funny, Matt? Go ahead. Connor McDavid is far and away the best player we've ever seen play hockey. He scores 100 points a year, and everyone's like, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever watched. He would have to score 100 points for the next 25 seasons to catch Wayne Gretzky. He can do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wayne had like 180 points a year. Let me go down to splits and actually read this. And we talk way too much about Wayne Gretzky, but. Okay, but but in in our defense, Wayne Gretzky, and it pisses me off being <laughs> like hockey's my favorite sport. It pisses me off the coverage that Wayne Gretzky does not get. Yeah, I know. Um, like that's the greatest it, athlete ever, which is it's not even close. He's not even in the combo, which no. is crazy because he wins the conversation. Right. Uh, I mean, we literally had an argument last week. Jesus or Gretzky, better hockey player. So, <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, let me read down his points totals. Um, 137, 164. Hold on, hold on, 137. That's his rookie year? No, his rookie year, it's um, – nope, that's his rookie year. What? Wait a second. Yeah. He won the hardest rookie year. 79 and 80 at 137 points. Okay, and it only gets better from there. 164, 212. One, I mean, imagine if a guy scored 137 points today. People would well, be like, oh, he's better than Wayne Gretzky. Kucherov, he won the hard – I think he had like – 120 something. 120 something yeah. in – yeah, Gretzky scored 212. And what was that, 80 – so he scored 212 in 83? Yeah, 81-82. Okay, they didn't win the cup that year. No. His, the his, Islanders best year were, was, his best year was 215. That was 85, 86. They did win the cup that year. So mm-hmm. he was 25. I mean, that's so dumb. That's so dumb. He scored 90 so points. T- at, he scored at, 212 at the age of 21. I just turned 23. I mean, his last season as a 38 year old, he had 62 points in 70 games. Bum. Yeah. Garbage. Uh huh. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, only 30 guys scored 62 points in a year. No. Yager scored, Yager scored 80 at 49. Yeah. Right. That's the only reason he's up. I mean, Wayne combined ridiculous numbers with playing an entire 20-year career. I mean, he started when he was 18 and ended when he was 38. So that's why no one's ever going to catch him because – Nobody will it's ever kinda, touch 150 points ever again. No one will. No one will ever score 140 points ever in the history of hockey until they make the net bigger, which I keep saying is something that's going to happen, which it probably won't. But I think the game is perfect now. I mean, nobody is going to play 20 years ever again. So it the athleticism, make- the athleticism now, if they made the net bigger, scores would be nine to seven. I mean, <laughs> it's perfect now. It wouldn't even be close. I love watching hockey. Hockey's the best. Go watch you some hockey if you don't. All right. Uh, We'll see you all next week. Oh, we'll keep you all posted. Uh, Christian gets tested on Friday. Pray for him. (laughs) Hopefully he's negative. Read. (laughs) Tell everyone before we go the text you sent me about um, why you're not positive or how you're sure you're not positive. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? I was like, uh, I mean, like, I'm overweight. This thing should literally be kicking me right now. <laughs> so if I had this, there's absolutely no way I wouldn't feel anything. Are you kidding me? Jason Tatum lost 15 pounds during COVID. It literally killed him. And he's also, a, a premier athlete, and he's like 180 pounds. Yeah, he does get, like, the best healthcare in Boston, though, so. No, I know. It doesn't matter, though. I'm getting zero health care, and I feel nothing. So no, if, I know, but I'm if saying if, I you got, COVID, if you did get it and you had symptoms, no, no offense to Clemson, but Redfern would do nothing. So. <laughs> Redfern didn't even call me to tell me I had <laughs> They did call you at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah, and didn't leave a message. I really thought that was a sales call. When I woke up, I was like, oh, man.
Augusta, Georgia. Surprised you didn't call it, but it'd be like Christian yeah, Brady. Actually, we want really, you to play Augusta. <laughs> what I really thought it was was an invite to the Masters. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> they didn't leave a mess. No wonder they didn't leave a message. <laughs> that was my only chance. Maybe it wasn't a red frame. Maybe it actually was Augusta National. And they were like, if he picks his call up at 3.30 in the morning, he can play. He's dedicated, match. and we want him to play. And I'm your caddy. You can call me Chauncey. <laughs> That's Matt's butler name. He called it, he calls me Chauncey all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what's the I'm like because he has a pin reader he got for Christmas. He's like, I'm like, what's the distance? He's like, it's uh 137. I'm like, thanks, Chauncey. And I grab my my eight iron because I am weak and I can hit only hit my eight iron one like 140. So oh man. All right. Oh, oh I went to the par three, shot uh plus nine. So wow. bogey golf. That's a nine. really well. Yeah, I know. All right. Up. Eh. Practice a See little. See you next week. So when I'm released from this prison sentence for a crime I did not commit, then maybe we can Yeah, go. then uh, it'll rain the next three weeks. <laughs> exactly. It's been raining for 10 days straight, and it's 70 degrees. And I, and I went outside for 10 minutes, and it was the best thing I've done in four days. They're like, <laughs> Mother Nature's like, Oh, Christian Brady has to quarantine <laughs> three days of 70 degree weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll see y'all next week. Yep. Peace. Peace.